Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund. Wait, what, Jacques? Is that you? Are you back? I'm back. Yes. I've missed you, Simone. <laughs> oh, did, did you know where the studio was? Thanks for keeping the uh, ship afloat. <laughs> while I'm, I'm Simone Malas with Restore Retreat. You know me. You probably don't know my co-host. Let me introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, uh, you know, had a little vacation, went to uh, to Guatemala um, to visit family. And then, and then when you got back, you were busy. We were busy with work. That's true. Yes. 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 We are so, busy bees. Yeah. Almost our hundredth show. The countdown to we have to plan the hundredth show. Oh, we were, that's mean, the thing is like we can't plan just the show. Let it yes. Come and go. Yes. So, we'll do something different. Um, we'll plan the show better. Yes. Yeah, so something special for that. But you know we have got a great lineup of guests for today to talk about um, a really exciting event that's coming up soon. Um, and a lot of other topics. So why don't you introduce our first guest? Sure. It's so funny when we have our friends on the show that we talk to a lot, right? And it's like, Robin, we need you to come on the show and talk about Everlab. Robin, will you come on the show? So we're very grateful today to have Robin Barnes. She's an executive VP and COO at GNO Inc. Um, and so we are happy to talk to you today. We want to talk to you about your general role at GNO Inc., but we want to talk about a, a special event that y'all are having in the beginning of June. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I always love hanging out with you guys. Yes. Yes. It's like <laughs> on the air or off. <laughs> you just got to watch your mouth on the air. Though, Robin. Yeah. So, fair. <laughs> um, so Robin, uh, why don't we start off by you telling us a little bit about yourself? You are now a card carrying Louisiana na- uh, citizen, right? But you obviously grew up somewhere else and made this your home now. Yeah. Well, I'm from New York and actually of note, I just sold my apartment in Brooklyn. <gasps> So my real estate is here. Yeah, you're going to take in. your New York yeah. card away. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, I moved here in 2006, um, right after Hurricane Katrina. I made a six-month commitment, and I never looked back. I like I like Robin's uh, commitments that she. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, you did you come here because of recovery? I did. So I had actually um, worked on disaster recovery after 9-11 in New York. And um, what I was able to do was uh, figure out how to apply what I did there, which was small business recovery, um, to New Orleans, to Louisiana after Hurricane Katrina. So that's what I came down to do. I worked for a different organization than I work for now. Um, and so kind of talking a little bit about the organization you work for now, Greater New Orleans Inc., Geno Inc., um, you know, Having grown up here, I you know, when I was in high school, there, the narrative was like, oh, everyone's moving away. There's no opportunities for people to come and work in New Orleans, right? Um, and I remember being outside of, of state, living in California, and really wanting to come back. And it was so exciting to see the work that GNO Inc. was doing to open up opportunities for younger generations, people that live here, that want to stay here, or move for their first time. So, um, and there's been so much progress, you know, in that period, um, you know, in terms of opportunities. So tell us a little bit about the work that GNO Inc. does um, and why, uh, you know, um, you all are so passionate about and, and working so hard on coastal issues as well, specifically. So GNO Inc.'s role is to create opportunity and that's creating jobs, it's creating wealth, and it's creating a thriving community for everybody. And the idea is that we want to really make sure that this region is a great region to live, to work, that businesses can open here and thrive, business can move here and thrive, um, and create new jobs. And you and I, we talk about like business continuity, right? That's a word that that one time you said that to me, 
And I just thought, right, that's that's part of business continuity is having a healthy coast. Exactly. And so you sort of look at, at, at um, several different things that we've been working on. So I'll just tell you a little bit about the technology sector. So New Orleans now has, and, and, and the greater New Orleans region, a real burgeoning technology sector. And in fact, we are uh, number five for African-Americans in technology and number seven for women. So 30% of the people employed in this region in technology are women, which That's is awesome. very exciting. Um, so those people are coming here or staying here. So either people that may have gone to UNO or to Xavier or to Tulane, and they've made a decision to stay in the community or they may be moving here as the jobs are created. Well, we have to make sure that we can promise that we're going to be here. Mm -hmm. um, and so Genoink takes that very seriously and has made um, supporting the environment and environmental work like the Coastal Master Plan, like the Greater New Orleans Urban Water Plan. It's a key part of what we do every day. Um, let's talk about CCRE a little bit, if you don't mind. That's a, a group we've had a chance to engage with on a couple of different levels. Tell us about that group and, and why that's a good example of businesses that are interested in coastal for a different reason. So Gino Inc.'s board is a very diverse board of business leaders. And those are um, women and men who are running banks, who are running advanced manufacturing companies, technology firms, they work for oil companies. Um, they're in a, a, a wide variety of industry sectors. And what we realized as we started um, working with a lot of you actually on the Coastal Master Plan, um, on advocating for it, was that there weren't a lot of business voices that were showing up in Baton Rouge and, and, and talking to the legislators that were going to D.C. and talking to the federal government and also just talking amongst ourselves in our boardroom. And so we created a group um, called the, Coastal, uh, the, the Coalition for Coastal Resilience and Economy. And that's a group of business leaders, and this is their mandate. Their mandate is to support the Coastal Master Plan to support the process by which the Coastal Master Plan But they're is not created. the ones benefiting from work or Absolutely like that not. maybe normally wouldn't there's, there's, be interested in There are other groups this. like Coast Builders, mm -hmm. for example, that include the, the companies that are doing the work of implementing the Coastal Master Plan. This is a different group because this group is not benefiting, their companies are not benefiting directly. So they don't have a vested interest in the same way that other companies might. So they are able to basically advocate and say, we have to have a coast to be able to do business in Louisiana. And do you think in a lot of ways, Louisiana is a model for how businesses can work together with the environment? I mean, you you both just participated in a panel for a group of journalists coming in from uh, all over the country, you know, the Institute for Journalism, Natural Resources. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, I certainly get questions like this. And I think yeah. there are certain misconceptions people have about Louisiana or you know, like the environment and business being at odds. Um, how do you clear up those misconceptions or kind of what, what, what is your assessment of kind of what people might think about Louisiana and how we're different than that? Well, it is interesting that people always end up thinking that business interests and environmental interests are in opposition always to each other, in opposition, right? right? But again, you know, what we figured out is that they actually support each other. Mm -hmm. So we need our tax base to remain on the coast. We need those people to be employed. We need them to be good stewards of the land. We don't want them to go anywhere. Um, and so it becomes really a business matter to support the environment. And actually we had a group of people from Houston here um, just last week, uh, business leaders and people who work for the city. These are all the people that are working on the recovery um, post Hurricane Harvey and also implementing um, the resilient strategy for Houston. 
And um, and these were really interesting conversations we had with them about how do you balance uh, gray infrastructure and nature-based infrastructure, and when is one important and the other important? And we see that here all the time. You know, we know that we need our pumps, for example, um, when we flood, but the most recent um, flooding that we had this Sunday, if we had had more green infrastructure, we actually would have been able to slow down the water from getting to the pumps and we would have had less flooding. So when you talk to cities like Houston and, you know, this is, this is, you know, post Katrina recovery, tough lessons that we've learned, even oil spill and, and things like that. I mean, is that what it's about? Like, hey, look, we had to learn these lessons the tough way and, and we want to help you. You know, is that part of the narrative, right? That um, we don't want you to have to go through what we did or, you know, and, and that's almost exportable, right? If that's a word, exportable information, <laughs> yes. right? That we could have here. You're getting a dance I make up stuff all the time, so <laughs> you never know. I think you've been listening carefully. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, Robin, that's an, that's an example of more things that we could bring to other people. Exactly. So we have um, a lot of things that we have done incredibly well that we are able to take to other places. We also have a lot of lessons learned mm-hmm. and things that we can you know, say to them, don't, you may not wanna do that. But I think what we're seeing also is we have as much now to learn. So as things are coming online in other places and we start spending time with those people, we just now are able to better inform what we're doing as well. So I think what we wanna see is more of an exchange. And we have some time on our side too, right? To say like, oh, well, we tried this and that didn't work or right. I mean, exactly. we're, we're also a couple years out outside of something. So, exactly. yeah, well, we have a lot more to talk about. We certainly want to get into the upcoming conference that you've been focused on Everlab and, and how that um, intersects with the work that um, we were just discussing. We're about to head into a break, but if you stick around with us, we'll be right back with Robin Barnes from GNO Inc. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM, always available online, deltadispatches.org. Nearly a hundred episodes to catch up on. So uh, download us, <laughs> Can you imagine that us, binge subscribe us. <laughs> Next time you're on a, a global flight, maybe to uh, Montreal now, you can listen and catch up uh, on Delta Dispatches. We'll be right back after the break. Wildlife Federation gives voices to the wildlife conservation values that are part of our country's heritage. We are charting a new course for wildlife that our children and grandchildren will thank us for. Visit our website nwf.org Louisiana to find out more about our work to restore and protect coastal Louisiana for generations to come. National Wildlife Federation, uniting all Americans to ensure wildlife thrive in a rapidly changing world. nwf.org Louisiana. Hi, I'm Don Cheadle. Listen up. I want to talk to you about something important. The Environmental Defense Fund. EDF isn't like some of the other environmental groups. EDF works together with those on both sides of the issue. Despite all the fighting in Washington, EDF has found ways for both parties to support real progress. That has made our air and water cleaner and the products in our homes safer. So not only can our planet prosper, so can our future. Go to edf.org to see how you can help. At Audubon, we believe that where birds thrive, people prosper. Nowhere is that more evident than in Louisiana. Integrating science, education, and policy, Audubon, Louisiana's mission is to conserve and restore natural ecosystems, focusing on birds, other wildlife, and their habitats 
for the benefit of humanity and the Earth's biological diversity. Visit la.audubon.org to learn more and support our mission. la.audubon.org. Restore Retreat is a coastal nonprofit organization working in the heart of the Barataria and Terrebonne basins, from the Mississippi River to the Atchafalaya. We work every day to restore Louisiana's coast community and culture with our mission of implementing long-term and large-scale projects for our irreplaceable region. We'll hope you join us in supporting the solution. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and online at www.restoreorretreat.org. And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund. And I'm Simone Malas with Restore or Retreat. And I'm Robin Barnes with Greater New Orleans Inc. Yay! Robin, so I definitely want to get into Everlab, but before we do, I mean, we were talking about the connections that you, you and your organization help make um, with Houston, with other areas that have been impacted by flooding and hurricanes. But you also are making global connections, right? So tell us a little bit about that. I mean, there's been an ongoing dialogue um, with the Dutch since uh, Katrina, but there's also conversations happening at that scale, too. So tell us about the connections you're making there. So I think what we're realizing is that New Orleans and Louisiana is really becoming a global hub of resilience. And we're, on the one hand, um, a bit of a, a testing ground where we're you know, really innovating large-scale solutions for coastal restoration, where we are looking at green infrastructure as um, a way to really mitigate flooding. And so a lot of the recent conversations we've had have been with like the UK, so, for example, they have a whole resilience focus. They're I going saw to be, an article about that yesterday. And they're going to be coming to Everlab, so you can uh, hang out with can them Can we go then. there? Jacques <laughs> and I are very interested in these home-home visits. And there's a direct flight, British yes, Airways there, flight, I've take, which I've is one of the outcomes of, of I've taken Greater flight. New Orleans Inc. and the city of New Orleans mm-hmm. and the um, uh, tourism mm-hmm. um, marketing uh, folks. So, it, it's you know, we've been able to... Uh, really, I think, facilitate the global connections in yeah. many ways. Putting the international back in New Orleans International Airport, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, we want to talk about the airport, but um, you have an event coming up, and it's more than just a New Orleans, Louisiana event, right? That's right. Tell us about Everlab. So Everlab, first of all, the Ever um, mm-hmm. stands for Environmental Ventures for Economic Return. Oh, I didn't know it's different. Yeah, and so the the concept of Everlab is the intersection of the environment and the economy. So I talked about this a little bit before the break, but I think this is where we're going to kind of make it real and have people talk about it in this regard. So I think a theme that you're going to be hearing throughout Everlab is business continuity, what we talked about before. And by business continuity, we're not talking about Um, the 10 days of an evacuation or when the power's out and how are we going to manage through it, we're talking about are we going to be here for decades to come and are employers going to be here for decades to come and businesses and tax bases and and all that good stuff. But Everlab also acknowledges that we're not the only place, obviously, that's thinking about this. So we're having people um, from Norfolk um, coming. So so we're sort of like... um, soul sisters with with Norfolk and mm-hmm. that Norfolk is also experiencing subsidence and sea level rise for very different reasons from us but it means that we're able to kind of exchange ideas with them and and talk about how to um, mitigate um, against these issues and we also have folks coming from um, Colorado where they are experiencing drought mm-hmm. you know so they're 
again, complete opposite from California where they're experiencing forest fires. Um, and then, of course, we're going to have a, a great showing from Louisiana. So I think you're going to hear about um, everything from Tony Simmons, who's the CEO of Tabasco, McElhaney in Tabasco, who's going to talk about Avery Island and mm -hmm. the decision that that company made to shore up the island, to build an earth levy, to build wetlands. I'm really excited about hearing about that because that's not just about conservation. They are a great conservation company, as we all know. It's also about protecting jobs and revenues and brand. They're Oh, and I was just going to say, I mean, there's been so much coverage of kind of the Tabasco story and Avery Island. I mean, the wonderful Guardian piece and really showing what's at stake, but that, you know, they're actually doing something to kind of manage that future. That's right. That's right. And then we're also going to hear about some creative financing tools. So, um, for example, Quantified Ventures, we've all been working with them a bit because they've been exploring the feasibility of environmental impact bonds. Um, here in Louisiana, but we're also going to hear from Blue Forest Conservation that has a, 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 a forest resilience bond for forest fires. Um, we're going to hear from Swiss Re and Willis Towers, who are real experts at risk transfer, at um, thinking about how to use uh, creative uh, insurance tools um, to basically cash flow events. And so I think there's going to be a lot of provocative um, conversation. Um, with really uh, having the business mindset at the heart of it. And we have some of our other friends that are also part of the day, Chip Klein, our avid listener, um, some of our good friends from EY that helped us with the art of money management, coastal money management, Steve Cochran, there's James Carville. Y'all have quite a bit. Where can people find the agenda and find out more information about Everlap when it is you know, how they can participate. So first of all, I'll tell you that Everlab is June 4th. There's an opening um, gathering the night before at the Nopsy Hotel in New Orleans. You can find out more information on everlabnola.org. Um, and uh, also what I'm going to do, because uh, your listeners are so fabulous, is give you all a special code for 20% discount. discount. Look at that. What? So the code is GO. G-E-A-U-S, ah, go. Like so, so go to the Everlab NOLA website and register. But you'll also find... And you can find, stay in Nopsy, too. And you can stay in the Nopsy Hotel, which is a beautiful hotel. We have a great conference right there. So we really um, encourage you to spend the night, you know, have a little uh, stay, stay vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and I also want to mention that we have some really great sponsors for Everlab. So the Walton Family Foundation is a sponsor. The Moreau Foundation is a sponsor. Jacobs, CSRS, Tulane School of Professional Advancement, and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce are oh, all nice. sponsors. Very good list. Um, anything else that you're doing, Robin? Goodness gracious, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I just, I'm, I'm um, really excited. I've been talking to all the speakers from Everlab, and I will tell you something that a lot of the speakers are really interested in working in New Orleans mm -hmm. and really interested in applying their knowledge and, and their financing and, and the tools that they've developed. And so I think a lot of them are going to be having meetings and really. That's explore. what I was going to say. I think, I think, you know, from, from my perspective, we work on this kind of stuff a lot, but I think that um, it's not just who you have speaking. It's also networking opportunities exactly. and who's in the audience. Right. I think that's, that's going to exactly be really right. important to see who's interested in these same conversations that 
or having to. So, um, yeah, but we like those home home visits. If we can, yeah, you can write that into their contract writers or, or whatever they have to be able to um, to go to places like England. And all kidding aside, I mean, they there are issues just like ours, and there are lessons to be yeah. learned there too. So, yeah. So, Robin, um, we're almost out of time for this segment, but uh, if you've listened to Delta Dispatches before, oh. we have a tradition that we ask our guests a fun question. Um, the temperatures are starting to rise. We've had some nice days. You know, it's been beautiful weather here, but. Um, it's going to get hot soon, which means it's time for snowballs. What is your favorite snowball flavor? Or, or, or as a New Yorker, do you call them snow cones? Do you know what we're talking about, Robin? Well, a snow cone and a snowball are entirely different things. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> which is also different from an Italian ice. Yes. yes so yes. let's just be clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hanson's. Okay. No question. Flavor for the bonus. Um, cardamom. <gasps> Is their Ooh, flavor nice. that I've been really loving? Exotic. Nice. I like that. I like that. I'll have to try. I've never. Simone gives me a hard time because I, I like do. experiment. I know. So if you look at my phone right now and you look up Jacques' contact information, there, his picture is um, of a spearmint snowball. Because <laughs> these fun questions, you learn so much about people. So much <laughs> it's about people. It's refreshing on a hot summer day, you know? <laughs> a spearmint. That reminds me of chewing gum. Well, maybe I'll have to try cardamom. I love the cardamom. I love that idea. We'll yeah, have to go on a field really trip good. there. Yep. Yes. So one more time. Where can people get information about Everlab? And let's hear that special uh, discount code for Delta Dispatches listeners. www.everlabnola.org. And when you register, use the code GO. G-E-A-U-X. Yeah, for our national listeners, that's how you spell GO down here. Yes, I know. You have to explain it to people. (laughs) Go Tigers. Go Saints. Yes. Great. Um, Go what Pelicans. About, yeah, right. Look at you knowing something that's happening. <laughs> I get it all from Ryan. I have a source. Yeah. Robin, um, tell us where Gino Inc.'s website has great facts and statistics, too. So tell us about um, it's Gino Inc. It's GinoInc.org. But I also want to refer people to our WorkNola.com site. Mm-hmm. So WorkNola.com is also where you can find out about jobs in the region. And it's where um, people can post jobs in the region. So I think that's another great resource. And you can watch Michael's video. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I used WorkNola when I was trying to find a job down here. I actually got the prior job that brought me down here. I found on WorkNola. There you go. And the other day, someone was in the job. You should get a referral fee, Robin. (laughs) Someone was in the job hunt. And I said, well, you need to go on WorkNola and and find a job It's a great site. I encourage everyone to go look at it. Well, we hope to see all of our listeners at Everlab. I'll be there. Um, And I... Uh, we'll be looking forward to the conversations that are happening there. And we are glad that we have an organization and, and especially someone like you to, to lead an effort like that. So thank you thank for coming into the show, Robin. Thank we you for inviting it. me. Thanks, Robin. Yeah, and we'd love to hear how it goes. Simone, you'll have to do a lot of tweeting and stuff. Yeah. I'll see you on June 4th. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back after the break. We're going to be talking about some more awesome events that are coming up with one of our partners, Coalition to Restore Coastal Louisiana. We'll be right back. On the ASPN Network, coastal news for the pelagic-minded. (laughs) 
and we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Aver with Environmental Defense Fund. I'm Simone Laws with Restore Retreat. I was almost late for the break. <laughs> made it just in time. And because of that, you get to do the coastal stat of the week. Oh, the coastal stat of the week. We were talking about um, environment and the economy with Robin, and so we wanted to kind of keep that focus for the stat of the week. The Louisiana coast is an economic engine for the nation, we know. Um, threats to the stability and health of the coast from land loss, rising seas, severe storms, and other environmental challenges put entire industries at risk. The Port of New Orleans is one of the nation's busiest shipping hubs, supporting 380,000 jobs and generating $37 billion in economic impact per year. Louisiana's commercial fishing industry lands more fish each year than any other state in the contiguous U.S., and Louisiana coast draws outdoor recreation enthusiasts from across the country, annually contributing more than $400 million to the economy. So we got it right there. If you like fish, if you like to eat fish, if you like to catch fish, or if you like anything that comes through our ports, that's why we're important. Well, you know, you can also say Louisiana feeds and fuels yeah. the nation. I like it. Little, I like it. I like it. Talking point of the day. I love for talking you. to Robin. That was very interesting. Uh, Gino Inc. is a great partner to ours, and now we have another great partner <laughs> from CRCL. Welcome to the show, Marissa Wenty with CRC Collision Restore Coast Louisiana Development Director. That's right. Um, so, Marissa, I'm so impressed. You recently joined. Um, the Coalition of Restore Coast Louisiana as the development director. And so we want to talk about the work you've been doing. But before that, let's talk a little bit about your background. So Where you're are you from? You're a native uh, <laughs> New Orleanian. Yeah, uh, You I am have been working in kind of like nonprofit space for a while. So give us a sense yeah. about your background. So I'm just a glutton for nonprofit, y'all. Um, <laughs> so I graduated from Tulane and then immediately joined AmeriCorps for two years with Rebuilding Together New Orleans. Then right after that, went to Tipitina's Foundation. And then- <laughs> Right after that, I went to Tipitina's <laughs> Foundation for, <laughs> for employment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I probably did go to Tipitina's right after I graduated, <laughs> but um, did Tipitina's Foundation for four years and then went to Choice Foundation, which is an educational institution um, as their development director. And then I started a CRCL about two months ago as their development director. So you certainly have been in the nonprofit space, but in terms of the coastal space, how are you feeling? I mean, are you excited to be work- doing this work? Oh, yeah. So the environment has always been my passion. And as a, uh, you know, born and raised New Orleanian, the coast has always been an issue. The environment has always been a prevalent concern. And so after, um, well, so backing up, I went to Arizona, University of Arizona for a year and a half before Katrina hit. So clearly a gutton for heat, glutton for heat as well. (laughs) From the the humid to the dry. Do not like the cold. Go north, girl. Go north. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, I do not like the cold. Um, I do have family who is from Chicago. So when I go there, I make sure to layer. We can get out there too, yeah. (laughs) But so um, went to University of Arizona and then Katrina hit came back to volunteer and CRCL was actually one of the main organizations I volunteered with. So I got really interested in the wetlands, the swamp, um, coastal restoration. 
And so when I found out their development director position was open, I jumped on that very quickly. Well, they are so lucky to have you as our, you know, we all have you in the Coastal family. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff happening um, in the weeks ahead. Yeah, y'all let's do a start, lot of stuff. Too. Let's start with a fun event that is happening right here in New Orleans. I went last year. It was great. The celebration. <laughs> Tell us about <laughs> what are you celebrating this year? Okay. So celebration <laughs> is a fundraiser that um, brings awareness and money towards our oyster shell recycling program. Oyster shell recycling program, OSRP, started in 2014 in Louisiana. It's the first of its kind in the state. Um, so we partner with about 19 local restaurants throughout the city. They donate their oyster shells. We then clean them, dry them, rebag them, and then put them back in the water. You make that sound simple. I know, right? <laughs> I've been out on volunteer sites. It is not simple. <laughs> but it's fun. And it's, it's fun. It is so fun. Um, but it is it is heavy work. It's fun work. It's a good workout. Um, yeah. So I would definitely recommend doing that. Um, like I said, I, I volunteered with CRCL and I'm, and I joined the team. So um, I could definitely advocate for it. Um, but so we put them back in the water to um, create natural reefs and barriers in order to prevent erosion for our coastlines. And you've deployed two reefs so far. Is that correct? Yes. Well, we are working on our second one, um, and then our third one will be in Barataria Bay. Okay. Well, you know, I, I know the people listening now and the people listen to our show like to eat. So what are some of the restaurants where they can go eat some oysters? If Maybe they don't want to go bag them out, you know, at the, the site, Legit. but they want to eat them yeah. to contribute. <laughs> they want to still contribute. Yeah, if you want to dine for a good cause. Um, and these are some of the restaurants as well for who are participating in celebrations. So I'll just mention them. Um, Elysian Seafood, uh, Cooter Browns, Tracy's, um, Two Girls, One Shuck. Uh, who else do we have? Um, Compare La Pen. Mm. I know they're so good. Um, and yeah, we have 19 restaurants. That's awesome. So, mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about what folks can expect from the event. Like, why is this a great event to, to come out to? Why should they be getting their celebration on? Um, so celebration <laughs> is actually going to be Friday, May 24th. It's from 6 to 10. It's going to be located at the Old Ironworks in the Bywater. Um, and it's $30 a ticket. For your ticket, you get all the free food you can eat. We're going to have beer, wine, and then three different bands, including a brass band. Um, and then two kind of Cajun Zydeco feel bands. Um, we're going to have an auction. So if you're not able to attend, you can certainly look on CRCL's website, crcl.org, and go to the auction, and you can nice. bid on some really cool stuff. That's very cool. Um, up, up until the event? Yes. It ends at 9.30. It started this morning at 9 a.m. Oh, that's fun. And then up until 9.30 p.m., the night of the event, so May 24th, it'll close. Um, and it's an online auction, so you don't necessarily have to be at the event. Um, the items actually will be physically oh. there, so you can see them. Yeah, right what a there. great idea. What about, is there a raffle this year? Good question. Did there you win the raffle, raffle last year? Is that why you can't? I know. That was a loaded that question. Raffle, did I, did you win? Not, I did not win the raffle, but I was like... Oh, he was go. definitely mad. It was like <laughs> competitive people wanted those prizes. It was intense because there were some really good raffle prizes. So this year we're going to have two seafood pierogues. Do y'all know what that is? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So they look really cool to me. Um, so they're custom made, hand built seafood pierogues. And for y'all who don't know, um, they're about like 
I want to say like five feet long and they're perfect for, you know, crawfish boil, seafood boil. And they are just like, a, I mean, they're perfect. Yeah. You want appeal. something a little bit fancier to exactly. put your crawfish in mm-hmm. rather than just throwing them on the table with exactly. a bunch of yeah. uh, <laughs> newspaper. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I Girl, can't every put my name wedding. in it, but every my husband will definitely yeah. be putting raffle tickets in there. <laughs> it ain't a home a wedding until you had a P-Rogue That's at your true. wedding. That That's is a true. true story. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so celebration, but... Okay, so wait, where's the website yes. that you can find the online auction? Where, or where CRCL.org. Can you, and you can still buy tickets? So you can buy tickets on crcl.org's website, and you can also, again, if you can't attend, um, you can sponsor an oyster shell bag for $20. And so what what you do is you, you know, you you contribute $20, um, and then we send you updates on where your shell bag is going (laughs) and how it's contributing to um, preventing further erosion of the coast. I love that. Mm -hmm. Like planting a tree, right? Exactly. Exactly. So it just gives you that, that concrete visual. So this is your second year doing this? Yes. yes. It's my first year here. Yes. But exactly. yeah, it's the second year we've been doing this. And you stopped the raffle because of shock? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, they're no doing we're doing a raffle. raffle. We're doing a raffle. <laughs> I, will be, I think my problem is I didn't buy enough tickets. So this year I'm going to really bring it. I'm going to hold you to that too. That Rogue <laughs> is going to be like, we're going to be having, maybe we can each get one. Since so you tell said us, there'll okay. be two. You, you have some great sponsors I think you mentioned. So tell us again some of the sponsors of the event. So Shell is our featured sponsor. And then we have Latrum, we have Adams and Reese, um, we have Tabasco, uh, we have Ashley Layuza, um, and then Sandy Rosenthal. Very nice. That's awesome. Very nice. Yeah. So um, thank you guys. Yeah. Well, okay. So we're about to head into a break, but first, you know, we like to ask a fun question. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's, all been fun. it's like, it's, it's oysters, it's shell related. So... Do you prefer raw or char-grilled? Okay, well, currently I am pregnant, so... Oh, congratulations. Thank you. So I guess I'll so go with char you want them all, but... <laughs> I do. I want them all. It's like once you get pregnant, everything you can't have, you crave. <laughs> but, man, I used to really not like raw, but... It's like taste change too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we went to a restaurant the other day out by the league and they had an appetizer and they, um, and uh, we had a, somebody new to Louisiana. We're like, let's get them some oysters, you know? And so we asked the waitress, we were like, okay, well, what do you prefer here, raw or charbroiled? She's like, oh, I don't eat them. She was like, but those charbroiled, they smell so good when they come out. And so I thought, well, that's just a, a good recommendation as any. And she was like, yeah, you put that bread and that sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, so you eat mm-hmm. everything but the oysters. So. Yeah, I, I think it's raw. I love raw yeah. oysters. But we Cold. will have raw and charbroiled mm-hmm. at Celebration. So you can uh, make your make your determine your preference okay. you, can, you don't have to choose at celebration yeah. you, you don't can have actually. it all the world yeah, is your oyster <laughs> alright nice. well there's another exciting event actually coming up tomorrow that we want to talk about but we're about to head into a break so we'll be right back on Delta Dispatches From the bottom of the Marianas Trench, this is ASPN, the American Shoreline Podcast Network. News for the pelagic-minded. 
And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund. And I'm Samoma Laws with Restore or Retreat. And I'm hungry again. This always happens. We're always hungry. I think we talk a lot about food on the show. I think we do, too. I was about to say, we were talking about oysters quite a lot. I know. I like to blame it on the time of day that we Mm -hmm. do the show, but I actually think that Jacques and I would talk about food if we did this any other time. time. No, no bad time to talk about food. So I said this earlier before the break, y'all always have something going on and y'all have an award, an annual awards banquet coming up as well. So tell us about that. Yep. So CRCL is hosting its 24th annual stewardship awards banquet in Baton Rouge tomorrow night. Starts at six. Um, it'll be at the Hilton Baton Rouge Capital Center. Um, so oh, that's a nice hotel. Yeah, it is very yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. I went and visited. It is nice. Lovely. Um, and so what the SAB Awards are, um, we honor individuals, organizations who champion coastal restoration or who have made huge impacts and, and strives in, um, you know, rebuilding the wetlands, restoring, um, planting. And so we have a number of individuals um, who who are being awarded this year. So nine individuals. You want to tell us about some of those individuals? Sure. So we have Woody Cruz, who is um, has been a board member of CRCL since 1998. Um, he is an avid fisherman. He will he will talk to you nonstop about the about the coast. Um, he is it is like his baby. The coast is his like beloved. Um, and he's getting the lifetime achievement award. He is award. getting That's the lifetime yeah, achievement cool award. Deal. He is he is um, like I said, he is a lover of the wetlands, um, as we all are. Um, so we also have, um, Richie Bling, who is currently a council member in Plaquemines Parish. He has been, I mean, for his, I'm not going to say his entire life, but for the majority of his life has been. His um, young life. His young life. He's a young guy. There you go. Young life. Sorry, Richie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) his career has been built around reversing land loss. Um, and then we also have Alex Beard, who, um, I'm sure y'all some, some of y'all know is an artist. He he paints a lot of, you know, coastal wildlife. Um, and so he has donated a painting oh, or two paintings awesome. to CRCL um, that has gone to our campaigns fundraising. Very nice. Yeah. So we have some really interesting people who are going to be awarded. I know Jean Landry, Grand Isle. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. A couple of the other names Absolutely. are familiar. Yep. Byron. Linda Hopper Bowie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, Ted Jackson. Yeah, lots and then of you're also names. recognizing the volunteer of the year. Yes, Pete Grifford. Um, he has been volunteering. He did five events in 2018, planting. Um, so we have two programs that you know we call them boots on the ground. Um, it's our habitat restoration program, and like I mentioned earlier, our oyster restoration program, oyster shell restoration program. Um, and he has <clears throat> been wonderful in our habitat restoration program planting trees marsh grass so i mean we've done 24 acres of marsh grass and i'm sure he's done 20 (laughs) and like we're saying i mean it's not always the easiest days that you have and so i mean they're fun and informative and like great workout awesome opportunity to get out and be actually in our coast and our coastal environments. But so um, this that's is like commitment. a, a sit-down yeah. event too, right? Yes. Like a little sit more sit-down. Yeah. Um, see, we air get there. <laughs> Definitely air conditioning. Um, it's a nice event. <laughs> yes. So it's going to be at the ballroom um, from 6 to 9. You know, sit-down dinner. And then the 
Woody, as the Lifetime Achievement Award winner, will be able to do a little speech. We have two from our board members who will be talking. We're just throwing things here. <laughs> We're so happy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, okay, where can people go? You know, maybe they're listening. Is it too late to buy it or to go? No, it's okay. not too late. Yeah. You, can, you can buy them now. You can buy them at the event. Um, I would recommend buying them now. <laughs> so you go to crcl.org's website. Um, and then you can purchase from the SAB tab. Auction? No auction. Well, the auction started today. Oh, I guess um, it can cover both of, events. Exactly. That totally. Well That's done. Awesome. That makes totally. Yep. Sense. And some of the yeah. auction items will be on display at SAB. Okay. I love to just walk around and look at the auction items, you know, and then kind of decide what I'm going to, which one I'm going to put my... Uh... Window shopping? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those window shoppers. <laughs> I'm like the, the competitive the development one. I was like, people oh, don't like okay, me. you're the best. You you're the best not person gonna... to have at the event. <laughs> no way. You're not going to beat me out for $10. So, you know, maybe I'm listening and I'm like, you know what? I want to be a volunteer of the year. Yep. I'm inspired by Pete Grifford and I want to be up there one day. How do I do that? So we have a number of volunteer events that are coming up May 30th, June 4th. Of June 1st, June 14th to 15th, and June 18th. Those are our habitat restoration program um, plantings that'll be in Bayou Bonfuca. Um, you can go to crcl.org's website and then the, the volunteer category um, pull down menu. You can just sign up and then go to Eventbrite. And we're actually so going to have Cat on the show mm-hmm. next week for you know a little segment to talk about Bayou Bonfuca specifically, yeah, right? That's North Shore yep. folks, right? Absolutely. Big Branch, out of Big mm-hmm. Branch, yes. Yeah. Bonifuca. I like that. I know Bonifuca. Bonifuca. I was so scared I was going to mess that up. Oh, yeah. There's still <laughs> potential to do that. Yeah. So it's not just y'all have these really great events. One one is a little more formal to honor some folks. One sounds really fun uh, here in New Orleans. And then these opportunities to really get your hands dirty. Absolutely. I know y'all do policy work, too. So um, that's also information that you can all find on the website. Yep. Everything you, is you there. You might have seen... Um, Emily Vuxton, who is the policy director with the Coalition North Shore Coast Louisiana, had a letter to the editor and the advocate this week ahead of President Trump's visit. Um, you know, the visit was focused on infrastructure. It's infrastructure week. Um, right. And, you know, Emily made the good point that, hey, when we're thinking about investments in infrastructure, we need to think about investments in our natural infrastructure and in our coastal infrastructure. And I believe he visited Hackberry, Louisiana, which is near, um, you know, kind of southwest Calcasieu area. And one of uh, our coalition's priority projects, including CRCL, is the um, Calcasieu salinity control measures. And so Emily kind of made the point like, hey, we have this, you know, multi or this billion dollar, you know, in, uh, infrastructure project here that's going to protect investments and protect communities and the environment. And so it's a win win. So um, definitely go on The Advocate and check out that um, great opinion piece by Emily Vuxton. Shout out, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> so remind us again of the website. CRCL.org. .org. Okay. Any other fun things coming up? Y'all, do y'all get the summer off? What happens? Y'all oh, work? No. Oh, oh, no. Going through the summer. We got a lot of volunteer days to the, cover. The countdown is on to, to State of the Coast 2020. Oh, is man. that correct? Absolutely. Goodness yes, gracious. that's in May. Mm-hmm. Y'all also do fun things with retailers throughout the year, right? Different ones? Yes. Yeah, we partner with um, several retailers um, throughout the city um, and state who give proceeds, uh, a percentage of sales to CRCL. Yeah, I remember um, y'all even did one with um, coffee and and jewelry Mm -hmm. and and fun things like that, right? So there's more than one way to get involved without getting your hands dirty. Yeah, Community Coffee is actually a sponsor of um, the Stewardship Award. Oh, nice. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. That'd be nice. They've been wonderful. 
Well, um, thank you so much, Marissa. Good thank luck y'all. with both the events, and uh, I'll see you in a few months. We'll have some raw oysters. Okay. That, <laughs> that sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> if I'm not days. falling asleep in them. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Simone, we have a few minutes left. Um, talking about recent news, there was a CPRA board meeting this week. There was. There was. There was one uh, this week, and always the reminder that you can find uh, presentations online, coastal.la.gov. They're also moving a couple of coastal bills through the Louisiana legislature. Oh, yeah. And so you can follow those. Um, you can also go back and watch committee hearings and, and those kinds of things online. So there's quite a few things happening in Baton Rouge these and it, days. I feel like it's been so long since we chatted or maybe since I was here, but mm. we had a great no coastal count. day, right? Yes. Yeah. Coastal day was great. And that kind of kicked off this regular session, uh, which is a little different. We had so many special sessions and now we're into a normal period um, with a regular session, but it ends in just one or two short weeks. I think it ends the first week in June, which means now's the time where it gets kind of hot and heavy and they need to be moving bills and uh, everybody really needs to get to work. So, yeah. um, you know, some of the ones that we follow are the annual plan, which is the annual, um, the three-year approval of expenditures. And so it's not exactly a budget. It's what CPRA could spend their money on. We talked to Robin a little bit earlier, and uh, we talked about those business voices. And those are also needed when we go to the legislature, right? We we have some boots on the ground as nonprofits that follow these things. But, you know, the elected officials really like to hear from concerned businesses and engaged businesses. And so that's something that um, we always like to follow in the legislature, because I think those business voices really carry a lot of weight. Well, we'll have to, you know, stay uh, in touch on that and get maybe an update next week to hear how things yes. are going. Um, such a great show. So many awesome events dedicated to our coast happening um, at the policy and kind of finance and, you know, planning level to, you know, at the community level focused on um, volunteerism and awarding and recognizing the people that are getting things done. So thanks to both Robin and Marissa for being on. Thanks to you for listening. One more time. Go online to deltadispatches.org, listen to prior episodes, rate us, subscribe, share us with your friends, um, and we will see you next week on Delta Dispatches. Delta Dispatches.